Welcome to the Kalos Church Podcast. We're so honored that you're joining us today. The word Kalos is a poorly pronounced Greek word that means beautiful. And we believe here at Kalos that the words and the ways of Jesus are very beautiful. That's why each week we're bringing content to make known that beauty. So let's go ahead and jump right in to this last Sunday's sermon. How many of you are excited to get into God's word this morning? I'm just, I'm passionate about God's word, and his voice is so precious to me. You know, I've never heard the audible voice of the Lord, but the Lord speaks to me. And I believe that he wants to speak to you as well, because you are his precious children. You are a son. You are a daughter of the Most High King, and he wants you to know his voice. And if you don't know how to hear the voice of the Lord, this morning, I want to help you, because when I'm going through life, when I'm trying to make decisions, when I'm trying to make the right choice, who am I supposed to marry? What job am I supposed to take? How am I supposed to overcome this obstacle? Lord, would you lead me? It is so critical that I hear the voice of God. It is precious. It is a treasure. It is life to my very soul. Many of us in our prayer lives, we love to talk to the Lord, but we are not very familiar on how to hear from the Lord. And there's a, a scripture I want to talk about because it talks about this very dynamic where we talk and we talk and we talk. And sometimes I feel like the Lord says, would you just listen to my voice? Because I have advice for you. I have direction for you. And sometimes he even has to interrupt us like he does in this scripture in Matthew 17. Let's read. Six days later, Jesus took Peter and the two others, brothers, James and John, and led them up a high mountain to be alone. As the men watched, Jesus' appearance was transformed so that his face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as light. Suddenly, Moses and Elijah appeared and began talking with Jesus. Peter exclaimed, Lord, it is wonderful for us to be here. If you want, I'll make three shelters as memorials, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. But even as he spoke, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. Listen to him! The disciples were terrified and fell face down on the ground. Then Jesus came over and touched them. Get up, he said, don't be afraid. And when they looked up, Moses and Elijah were gone, and they only saw Jesus. Title of my message today is, Don't Make God Interrupt You. Peter, James, and John are making their way up to the mountain. They get this alone time with Jesus. I bet the other disciples are so upset. Jesus, you're exclusive. You should spend time equally with all of us. He's like, no, I want to be alone on the mountain with these three. So he is. And then they have this amazing moment called the transfiguration. Jesus' clothes begins to shine like white. His face begins to glow like the sun. And then suddenly, there are two historical leaders in the Jewish faith that show up before them, Moses and Elijah. And Peter says, what? This is amazing. This is a miracle. I need to build something. I'm going to build a memorial. I'm going to build a shelter. We're going to sing Kumbaya. We're going to make great food. We're going to spend a lot of time together. And he's just talking about his amazing plans. And he's talking and talking in front of these amazing leaders to the point where a voice from heaven 
God the Father has to interrupt Peter in this special moment. I love how the scripture says, even as he spoke, the voice of heaven had to interrupt him, had to say, hey, this is not the word of God. This is my paraphrase. But Peter, shut up. This is my son who I love. He is God. He is wonderful. He has all wisdom. He has all truth. He has direction. He knows the beginning from the end and the end from the beginning. Listen to him. And I feel like this is a revelation that many of us need desperately in our lives because if we're honest, our personal relationship with God isn't that personal. We treat God like a genie where we give him a to-do list. We tell him the problems in our heart. And yes, he loves to hear our voice, but he wants to speak to us. And sometimes it feels like God can't even get a word in edgewise because we're just complaining. We're just requesting. We're just petitioning. And God wants to speak to us today. I'm even thankful this morning that you're all here safe and sound. Because last week, we all experienced collectively some trauma. The great Facebook outage of 2021. Where were you when it happened? You'll tell your children about that. Some of you may not realize that last week, that Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp all went down. And it was a big tragedy because the Facebook servers, you needed Facebook credentials to log into Facebook to fix Facebook. So all the Facebook people who couldn't log into Facebook couldn't fix Facebook because they couldn't log into Facebook. Can I say Facebook anymore? And I I remember trying to reset my Wi-Fi router, anybody with me, several times. My internet is bad. What is happening? And I'm just resetting it and trying to really impact the wires. Nothing's happening. And when I realized Facebook was down, my first instinct was to post on Facebook that Facebook is down. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. This is difficult. And here's the reality. The information on Facebook never disappeared. All that information was still there. The problem was we couldn't access it. The problem was that we weren't able to connect with the source of all that information. And some of us, we didn't even notice Facebook was down. Where where are my people? (laughs) You didn't even notice. And here's a painful question. Many of us did notice that Facebook was gone because we lost our access to communication. Here's the painful question. If God stopped speaking to you today, would you even notice? If the voice of God ceased from speaking to you, would you even notice? Because many of us, we go through life making our own decisions, listening to the voice of the radio, the voice of news, the voice of Reddit, the voice of our friends, the voice of our family, the voice of Facebook, and when that goes down, it's a tragedy. But when it comes to the voice of God, we're not used to hearing from him. And so when it disappears, it doesn't even matter to us. And that scares me because the voice of God is so critical. Proverbs 3 says, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen to God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. If you don't hear from God, how can you have a personal relationship with him? 
I mean, it's one thing to talk to someone, but if you never know what's on their heart, if you never know what's on their mind, if you never know what they're thinking about, do you really have a personal relationship with them? Have you ever found out someone thinks that you're their best friend, but you don't even know their name? This is what a lot of our relationship with God is. It's just one-way communication. But our Heavenly Father, He desires two-way communication with us. He has a will. He has an agenda. His heart can be grieved. He has passions and desires. When was the last time you took a moment to say, God, how are you? God, are you okay? God, what is breaking your heart today? Because when we have this kind of two-way communication, then it actually becomes a personal relationship and not just a list of to-dos that we assign God, saying, God, you should serve me. My prayer life just is a means of getting what I want. But no, I think we are a people here today at Kalos Church. The reason you're gathered here on Sunday is because you desire an intimate, thriving, personal relationship with Jesus. Amen? We're a community that says, Lord, I desperately want to hear your voice. Lord, I need you. And maybe I heard from you in the past, and maybe I've forgotten how to connect. But Lord, would you refresh my desire to hear your voice? And the good news of the gospel is he does want to connect with you. No matter how far you've strayed, maybe today you didn't even know you could hear from God. Maybe you were taught that God was done speaking to us. Maybe today you're afraid to hear from the voice of God because he might say something you don't want to hear. But even so, the voice of God is a gift. It's a treasure. It's something we desperately need. If you don't know the voice of God, it will be difficult to have a personal relationship with him. And so let's share a little biblical ethic on the voice of God. Point number one, it is the nature of God to speak. He spoke the whole world into existence. He said, let there be light, and there was light. In the Old Testament, God spoke. In the New Testament, through the person of Jesus, he spoke. In the book of Acts and beyond, he spoke. And some of us have been taught that God does not speak anymore. We're like, God, you spoke in the past. You spoke in the scripture. You spoke to these church forefathers. But you can't speak today. And we have the audacity to say, God, you are not capable of speaking anymore. If you've been taught that God is done speaking, I want to say that is not what the scriptures say. And it will impact you. A.W. Tozer says, the one who does not expect God to speak will discount every single time that God does speak. I remember when we were church planting and beginning to think about where we would meet as a church in 2017. So Pastor Amritha and I and a team, we visited about 30 different churches on the east side. And I remember we visited this one church, and I asked to speak with the pastor, and he said, I will meet with you. And the first question, one of the first questions he asked me is, do you believe that God speaks to you? And I said, Pastor, yes, I do. And he says, well, then your church will never make it because God is done speaking. He only speaks through the scripture. And I said, wow, where does it say that in the scripture? He says, it doesn't say that in the scripture. So I said, then I don't believe you. And everybody applauded. 
He wasn't moved by my expert wit and logic. And he said, your church will never make it. And I'm not saying this as a source of pride, but this is how important the voice of God is. That church closed down, and we're still alive. And I'm not saying that out of arrogance or pride, because the Lord knows Jesus does the heavy lifting of building this church. And all glory and all attention and all honor go to him. But we desperately need to hear from God. When it comes to your marriage, when it comes to your finances, when it comes to your business, when it comes to your health, when it comes to your insecurities, when it comes to your confusion, when you don't understand why the things in your life are happening, one word from the Lord can change everything. In John 10, Jesus, speaking about his voice, says, he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. In verse 27, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. So Jesus says, if you are one of my sheep, you will know my voice. You will hear my voice. I am a good shepherd. I will lead you. And so one of the ways that we know we're not goats, but we are one of God's sheep, is by hearing his voice. Are you someone who's comfortable or even confident in hearing the voice of God? If you are not me as a pastor, let me desperately plead that you begin to learn and practice hearing the voice of God because he is our shepherd and he wants to lead us by his voice. As a young man first following God in my youth church, I remember my youth pastor saying, you need to hear the voice of God. Go into your prayer closet until you can hear his voice. And so I would literally go into my closet in my bedroom. It was so small. I would sneak in there, and I would begin to cry out to God. God, I want to hear you. And I was going through such a darkness in my life, a state of depression. I wanted to end my life. My family had divorced. My family was scattered. There was so much anger and bitterness and confusion. I needed direction. I had lost my circle of friends. I never felt fully American or Sri Lankan. I didn't know a lot about who I was as a young man. But I would go into that closet, and I would speak to the Lord. And the most amazing thing happened. He would talk to me. I began to hear the voice of God. It started off simple. He would say things like, you are my son. I love you. And it wasn't an audible voice, but it was his still, small voice speaking into the, the dark depths of my heart, places I had never exposed to anybody. But he was able to, to find those parts of me that I didn't know were still alive. He began to speak life and identity and hope and joy into me, and it was life to my very soul. And I remember going to the youth church, and I, I talked with my friends. I was like, guess what? I went into my prayer closet, and God spoke to me. It's amazing. And they're like, yeah, God speaks. They were just so used to hearing it. It wasn't a big deal to, to them. But when you've gone your whole life without feeling that kind of affirmation, I want to let you know, it changes everything about you. There's this philosopher, Jose Ortega, he says, tell me what you pay attention to, and I will tell you who you are. 
And when we begin to pay attention to the, the creator of heavens and earth, about the God, we begin to start to resemble the image of God that we carry. And it's so important. God is our shepherd, and he doesn't want to just speak to us generically. He wants to guide you in the specifics of your life. You know, for those of us who have been taught that God only speaks through his scripture, I, it's going to be hard to get specific direction for your life. Yes, you'll find the general will of God in the scriptures, but I, I'm thankful for specific guidance directly from God. For example, Pastor Amritha used to pray, Lord, who should I marry? I'm so glad she didn't seek the scriptures to find Pradeep and Jeevanohar and Sivaretnam. Because she would have never found that. Never. Because, yes, you can find general principles, and the Lord can speak, and he can bring a rhema word, and he can awaken the scriptures. But when it comes to marrying Pradeep and Jeevanohar and Sivaretnam, you need to hear the voice of God. Otherwise, you will never do it. <laughs> Nobody else did it. But when she was praying one day, the Lord spoke to her in a vision. Hey, this is tough, but you should marry Pradeepin. She was like, Lord, no. <laughs> Lord, but I will do it. No, that wasn't your heart. You willingly did it? Thank you. Thank you. Let's give it up for Pastor Abritha. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the voice of the Lord, seriously. But you're not going to find my name, and for those of you who are looking for a spouse, looking for very specific directions. The scripture is light and life. It is a guidance to our feet. It is a lamp. But we need the Lord to gently guide us like a shepherd does to his sheep. Amen? So the Lord is still speaking. And so with that in mind, how do I know if it is God speaking to me? That might be a question you're considering. Because there are a lot of voices in our heads, right? Is this the devil speaking to me? Are these my own thoughts? Is this the voice of my family? Is the voice of my friends? How do I know it's the Lord speaking? Because if you're like me, you're like, God, I'll do whatever you tell me, amen? But how do I know it's you that's telling me to do this? And so we really need this. And I, I want to let you know that God wants you to hear his voice more than you want to hear his voice. And he is a good shepherd, and he will guide you. I want to show you this heartwarming video of sheep following not the voice of strangers, but the voice of a shepherd. Let's watch this video right now. One more time. <laughs> so different strangers are trying to call the sheep and seeing if they will follow their voice. And they utterly fail. <laughs> Oh my 
They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. Isn't that fresh? I love how that they would not follow the voice of these strangers, but when they heard the shepherd's voice, they knew it. And it took a while. They didn't come running right away, but the voice of the shepherd, the farmer, kept on calling, kept on calling, and they realized it was him. And you will fail. You will make mistakes. I remember one time I ran to the front of a church worship service because I, I felt like the voice of the Lord told me to punch this guy in the stomach when his hands were lifted up in the air worshiping. And I, I punched him. And the guy was like, what are you doing? I was like, God told me to. It's like, no, he didn't. <laughs> that was not the voice of the Lord. That was just a fun fantasy. <laughs> but you will fail, and I have too. But I want to give you some questions that I've learned how to ask that have helped me in discerning the voice of the Lord. And these are in order of priority. The first question I ask is, does it line up with Scripture? Because I believe that the spoken word of God will not con contradict the written word of God. And so we have to ask ourselves, does this line up with Scripture? So if there's a voice in your head saying, murder someone, don't. Carlin, just don't do it. Because it's not going to contradict the written word of the Lord. And we will have different thoughts and ideas, and we have a lot of different voices in our heads speaking to us. And so we have to ask ourselves, and we have to be familiar with the scripture enough to recognize the voice of a stranger. Because there are a lot of different things that, that are out there. For example, I just saw on Facebook that 19 out of 20 Christian pages were actually not run by Christians. They were run by Russian troll farms and things like that to bring division into America. And I've seen a lot of Christians sharing things that are extremely heretical, extremely ungodly, but because it comes from a Christian Instagram or a Christian Facebook account, we just believe it all. And we're not asking ourselves, is this what the scripture says? Is this good theology? And so we just blindly share things, and it's making an impact on us. So we have to ask that question. Does it line up with Scripture? Second thing we need to ask is, does it bring you closer to Jesus? Because God's Word is going to bring you closer to Jesus. And sometimes you might have these voices in your head saying things like, you're a failure. You shouldn't even go to church. You're not perfect. You shouldn't even pray. You did that last night, you shouldn't read the scripture. Have you ever felt voices like that in your head? Voices of condemnation, voices of disqualification. And I feel like there are people, there are forces, there are things and thoughts that are trying to tear you down and trying to separate you from Jesus. And even in the New Testament, remember when Jesus was baptized, he's in the wilderness, the devil goes to tempt Jesus using scripture. The enemy of your soul knows scripture. So it's important for us to know the scriptures for ourselves, but then ask ourselves, is this bringing me to Jesus? Is this making me more like Jesus? Is this helping me to fall more in love with Jesus. And then when those voices of condemnation, of guilt, saying, hey, you will never live up to your family. You should never be in the ministry. You are a terrible person. You should give up on life. 
There's no point in you living. There's no point in you trying. You can say, no, that is not the voice of God. And we can tell these voices to shut up. And I'm going to listen to the voice of the shepherd saying, I am beloved. I am a son. I am a daughter. I am the head and not the tail. I am more than an overcomer and a conqueror. Jesus loves me. He has good plans for me. And that is the voice I will listen to. Amen. Mark Batterson says, if your life is off key, maybe it's because you've been deafened by the negative self-talk that doesn't let God get a word in edgewise. Maybe you've listened to the voice of criticism so long that you can't believe anything else about yourself. Or maybe it's the enemy's voice of condemnation that speaks lies about who you really are. If you don't silence those competing voices, they'll eventually deafen you. You won't be able to sing God's song because you won't be able to hear his voice. Does it bring you closer to Jesus? Third question I like to ask in order of priority is, what does the church say? One of my favorite Bible verses is Acts 15. It says, for it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. Everybody say, to us. For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay no greater burden on you than these few requirements. So the early church was trying to figure out what requirements do we need to follow God as this new Christian community. And they're praying, and they're not just praying alone as individuals. They're praying in community. And out comes this amazing verse. It seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. And so it's important for us to understand church history. It's important for us to understand good theology and doctrine. And it's also important for us to be in fellowship with one another so that we can hear the voice of God together. Sometimes as a pastor, people will come up to me and say, God spoke to me to do this thing. And they're wanting me to give guidance, but they're putting me in an awkward position because I have to say, follow the voice of God or don't follow the voice of God, right? And as a pastor, of course I want people to follow the voice of God. But when you come to someone with a decision already made, it doesn't give a lot of room for godly counsel and wisdom, and insight. And I do want desperately for you to hear the voice of God for yourself. I desperately want you to follow his direction, and I don't want your faith to be just dependent on other people's faith, but we are not called to walk alone with God. We are the people of God. We are part of the body of Christ, and we can't decapitate Jesus by just saying, Jesus, you're the head, and I don't need to be part of the body, so we separate the head of Jesus from the body. We're decapitating Jesus. No, we are part of something bigger than any one of ourselves, and so when you hear from the voice of God, don't let it isolate you from good fellowship, godly counsel, from good leadership from friendship and churches. I mean, you probably have seen someone in your life where they just go off on a crazy adventure and you don't sense the presence of God with them and they're unwilling to listen to any other voice because they're afraid that someone will contradict what they already believe in their heart. And so what do we do? We just find people to confirm what we already believe. I see this all the time in churches with echo chambers. As soon as I see something I don't like, I will find people to confirm what I already believe. And if I can't find that person, I'll go from group to group, friend to friend, pastor to pastor, until I find someone to confirm what I already believe. That's such a dangerous trap. That's such a dangerous direction. Because 
Saul, a lot of people won't be good friends to you, and they'll let you walk to your own destruction in order to avoid an awkward conversation. But we, as the people of God, we say it seems good to the Holy Spirit and us. And in that, we can find greater unity and greater power. Even Pastor Amitha as I and pastors, as pastors, we don't just make unilateral decisions for this church. We pray with our board, with our overseers. We pray with our lead team. We are able to say with most decisions, this feels good to the Holy Spirit and to us. And we have found that there's safety in the multitude of counselors. Amen? Amen. Third question I like to ask myself, or fourth question is, does it bring you peace? Because the Lord is not a God of confusion. And after you go through these in order of priorities, sometimes I'll, I'll lay things before the Lord. Lord, should we do this or should we do this? And I'll, I'll just listen to the still, small voice. Do I feel peace with this decision or not? Do I feel confused here or do I feel like this is what, the God, what God has for me? And it's a, it's a habit and it's a process and it's a, a muscle and you begin to see where the Lord is leading you. I just am so desperate for all of us as a community to treasure the voice of the Lord. And I want to encourage you. You can hear from him. I want to encourage you. He wants to speak to you. And I want to challenge you. Would you treasure his voice? Would you let him guide you? Would you let him help you? He so badly desires a personal relationship with you. We've got to make the choice to hear God's voice. Amen. And when you're praying, would you listen to what God is saying? Because he desperately has good plans that he wants you to accomplish. He wants you to experience life and life abundantly. You know, my, my son, he's about to turn six this next year. And he has been nonverbal for the most part. But this last couple of months, we began to see some miraculous things happening. In fact, this last week, for this first time ever, Pastor Amritha and I, we discovered that our son, Obadiah, he can spell. He spelled the color green. He wrote it out by hand, G-R-E-E-N. He spelled purple, P-U-R-P-L-E. And for so long, we didn't know if he could communicate with us. And all of a sudden, his teacher pulled me into the classroom and said, hey, I want, I want you to see what your son can do. And I, I was running late to another meeting I had to take him to. But when the teacher said, your son has a voice and he wants to communicate something with you, all my plans didn't matter. Yeah. The whole world stopped. I didn't care about any meeting. I didn't care about any plans because my son, who was unable to speak to me for years, suddenly wanted to communicate with me. And I just want... You're to treasure the voice of the Lord in that same way. Yes. The creator of the heavens and the earth, the one who formed you and designed you, the one who has good plans for you, the one who carries your burdens and suffers with you, the one who knows the answers you're desperately seeking, he wants to speak to you. And how can we help but say, let the whole world shut down? God wants to speak to me. Let every other voice be silent. God wants to speak to me. Even right now, I, I'm just reminiscing over how Kalo's church, we first started in a comedy club, how we first found that venue. 
we were walking around, Andrew Jennings and I, and we were looking at for venue after venue, what season we're in right now. Lord, would you provide a place for us? And we were walking in the Lincoln Square by the Cinemark Movie Theater, and I felt like the Lord spoke to me. Go to this comedy club. It was like 8 or 9 a.m. It was a nightclub. They had been partying late the night before. And I said, Lord, there's no way this is going to be open. But I, I listened to the voice. And so I walked to the door, and I knocked. And the offices were in the way back, but I knocked at the front door because I felt the Holy Spirit said to do it. And immediately, as we knocked on the door, this girl, Heather, opened it up. And she said, why are you knocking on this door? We're never here. I said, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And we seek to start a church in a comedy club. No joke. We want to do this for the glory of the Lord. And she said, you know what? My dad was a youth pastor. I'm going to make this happen for $500 a week. In Bellevue, with their sound system, their projector, their chairs, that price is crazy. And she opened the door at the right moment, at the right time, a door that she was never at. She was surprised, but it was because the voice of the Lord guided us to that moment. And we took the time to listen. And now look at all of us here, four years later. The Lord brought us to this moment. And even as Kalos Church is looking for a venue right now, we're saying, Lord, would you speak to us? We will follow you. And I even have felt in my spirit the Lord say, you will find a place. And so that voice is so precious. It's sustaining. It's guiding. It's helpful, and that's a gift God wants you to have. Amen. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Dear Lord, thank you for speaking to us. I pray that you give us ears to hear your word. I pray that you give us a hunger for your voice. Even even now, Lord, we want to hear from you. Would you, Kalos Church, just in your own words to the Lord, say, Lord, would you speak to me? I'm, I'm listening. My ears are open. That insecurity, that difficulty, that confusion, would you let the Lord speak into that darkness and say, let there be light? He loves you so much. He loves you so much. So Lord, help us to discern the voices that are in our head. We rebuke the voices of condemnation. And Lord, we welcome your voice to lead us, to guide us as a good shepherd. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for joining us for the Kalos Church Podcast. Hey, if you feel comfortable, we would love to see you and meet you in person. We meet at 945 and 1130 every Sunday at the Hilton Garden Inn in downtown Bellevue. If you want to join us, head to www.kalos.church. You can get all the information you need and sign up so we can make sure there's a safe place for you to come and experience the beauty of Jesus with you. We'll see you next time.